You're listening to the Word of Life AG podcast. Each week, a member of our staff shares a Devo, talking through a piece of our mission, vision, and culture. This is that Devo. Let's check it out. One of the things about leadership, especially in ministry, that I wholeheartedly believe is that leadership is not a position, but a realization. Leadership is not waiting for an opportunity. Leadership is not a title and leadership is not a promotion, but leadership is realizing I have the ability and the responsibility to make a positive difference and to be a strong, healthy influence. It's not a position. It's a realization. It's understanding and believing and agreeing that I have a responsibility to make a positive difference. I read a long time ago now that uh, sociologists did a study and they found um, you know, the most extreme introverts that you and I can imagine. People who work hard to get away from people and be secluded and to be by themselves, like the extreme example of introvert. And they found that even the most introverted people in our society will still influence approximately 10,000 people over a lifetime. And these are the people that are working tirelessly to withdraw from crowds and withdraw from people and keep to themselves and be isolated. How about the rest of us who are going about life? And even if we're not necessarily extroverted, we're still not so introverted that we're trying to withdraw. If the most introverted will influence up to 10,000 people over the course of a lifetime, what about those average among us? How many more people will we influence over the course of a lifetime? It's not a position. It's not a title. It's not something one day when. Here and now, your everyday life will cause you to have some level of influence with other people. And the hope is that we will have a positive influence. We will make a kingdom difference. This from Matthew 28, 18. I'm sure you've heard this many, many times. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It's a command from Jesus. Go and make a difference. Go and influence people with kingdom values. Go and teach people about the Savior. Go and lead people and disciple people. And each and every believer is included in this. So with our eyes wide open, not waiting for a promotion, not waiting for a title to be ascribed to us, how should we respond? And I've got five. Firstly, regardless of position, regardless of any appointment that's been made, if our eyes are wide open that we have a responsibility as a leader, the first thing I put to you is learn like you're a teacher. Learn like you're a teacher. Researchers have proven again and again that the best way to learn something is if you're expecting to have to teach someone else what you're learning. I found this out in McDonald's. Um, One of the things that makes McDonald's unique or made McDonald's unique when they first came about in the 50s is that every single franchise operates the same way. Every single franchise has the same operating system. They have the same equipment. They have the same protocols and all the rest of it. And so when you worked at McDonald's and they're teaching you how to do all the stuff, how to, whether it's how to make quarter pounders or whatever it is, you know that that is the same all around the world. And when they're teaching this to you, there'd be times where they'd be teaching us how to make something different like a McRib. Um, did anyone like a McRib? I've played soccer with a McRib and then see my buddy serve it up to somebody. And so I can never eat one because I've got memories of, McRib patties being used as soccer balls, but that's another story for another day. 
But I remember they would teach us how to do this stuff and then it would be this case of like, Tom, let me show you how to do this because you're gonna have to show the person at the next shift. And you would instinctively learn better. And it's straightforward for us to wrap our heads around. If Luke were to show me how to do something on the soundboard and say, Tom, there's someone coming in this afternoon. You're going to need to show them this. I would instinctively pay better attention. I would instinctively make sure I knew that I knew that I knew. Because along with learning something comes the pressure of now I'm going to have to relay this to someone else. If we take that to our Christian life and our spirituality, how would that affect our Bible reading? Lord, I want to hear from you. Lord, I want to get into your scriptures, want to see more about your character, about who you are, about what it means to put you first, but what it means to live for you. Lord, how am I supposed to conduct myself? How am I supposed to live among other imperfect people? Lord, how am I supposed to go through life with you at the center? And Lord, how can I teach this to someone else? Lord, there's a responsibility as a believer that not only am I learning this lesson for me, but I'm learning this lesson so that I can pass it on to the people that I'm responsible to disciple. I'm passing this on to the people that you've put around me that are looking to me for, as a role model. They're looking to me for answers. I might have an official position, but my leadership is not depending on being given a title. My leadership is depending on just being aware that I have the ability to have a positive difference. Lord, what do you show me through your scriptures? Sitting in church, listening to a sermon. Am I listening just because, okay, how is this going to help me in my walk with Jesus? Or am I listening to a sermon thinking about, you know what, how can I pass this on to my coworkers? How is this going to make me a better coworker? How is this going to make me a better parent? How can I teach the kids what I'm learning right now? If we have this mindset of, I'm going to learn because, uh, like, I'm a teacher, it will change how we listen, how we learn. Second thing, act like people are copying you. Act like people are copying you. The ultimate question continues to be, if everyone did what you're doing, are things getting better or worse? I don't mind telling you, my kids hate that question because they hear it many, many times. If everyone did what you're doing, are things getting better or worse? I had a friend of mine, and uh, we had a, a youth group, and uh, it, it, you know, it was a few dozen kids, and I had a buddy of mine who was a staff pastor at a much bigger church, um, you know, it was a mega church, and I was able for him to come down and uh, be a part of our youth ministry and come and preach to the kids. And we're a youth group with a few dozen kids, and he rolls in with an entourage of about six or seven people. And the rest of the youth leaders are kind of like, okay, what's with your buddy? Like, he's rolled into town, from this mega church, and he's got six, seven, like, entourage people fetching him waters and stuff. Like, what is going on with that? And the only way I could explain it is, yeah, he belongs to a mega church, and that's what the lead pastor at his church does. When the pastor from the mega church goes guest speak places, he rolls in with a crew. One person to carry his Bible, another person to carry his water, another person to make sure his cell phone's on silent because there's no possible way he can do it himself, apparently. But he's got this whole gang to make, and like, that's what he saw. And when it was his time to go guest speak, that's what he did. And as ridiculous as it sounds, I promise that's a true story. But act as if people are copying you. Act as if people are looking to you for a role model. Conduct yourself in a way that you're wondering, are people going to do this because they believe that if everyone did this, it's going to get better? If everyone turned up the same time I turn up, if everybody came as prepared as I come, if everyone came with the same attitude as I come, if everyone did what I'm doing, if everybody read their Bible the same amount that I read the Bible, if everyone prayed the way that I, whatever it may be, if everyone conducted themselves the way I do, are things getting better or worse? Third thing, speak like people remember what you say. Speak like people remember what you say. You never know what sticks with people. 
there's a common observation from preachers um, is that there's a level of surprise about what people remember from a sermon and what they don't. Um, I can sort of say, you know, for myself and Megan, it'll be very often that we'll sort of be driving home from church one Sunday or perhaps on Monday morning. Um, one of us will sort of say like, man, like I just really felt yesterday just missed. You know, I just, you know, I went in, I sort of thought that this would hit and that point would register and it just didn't seem to click with the congregation. And then you open up your email and people are taking the time to let you know how that message that you thought was a dud had actually been a huge blessing. The flip side of that is also true. You can go into a message on Sunday like, oh my gosh, the Lord Almighty on high sent Gabriel personally to me to blow his trumpet and give me this word. And ah, oh, you people are so lucky I'm going to share this. Do you know how lucky I am? And as you leave, you're kind of saying goodbye to people and you just kind of get a polite smile like, mm-hmm, see you next week maybe. And that's, uh, that's about it. You never know what's going to register with people. So treat everything. Speak like people remember what you say. Because you never know what registers. You never know what clicks. Maybe you've been in a situation that, where somebody has said to you that years ago, you said something. In my case, it's oftentimes when I'm joking and I forget to be sensitive and I say something in jest and little did I know that it actually really upset the person that I'm speaking to. It's a horrible situation to be in. So let's all take the time and let's speak like people remember what you say because we realize that we are leaders, position or otherwise. And the fourth thing, Live your private life like it might be broadcast. Live your private life like it might be broadcast. Now, of course, everyone deserves privacy, and I have no desire to expose people's private lives, and I hope that everyone is able to have a life behind closed doors. The point of this is simply to show us how to navigate how we conduct our private lives. No one knows what I'm up to right now, but if they did, would I struggle to defend myself? This is completely secret. But if somehow this was front page news, could I stand behind my actions? Now again, the point is not to humiliate anyone. The point is that the life we build in private matters. The kind of person we are in public is only an extension of who we are at home. And is that extension built on truth or on lies? Now, I don't want to mislead you and tell you that I've got this all figured out. But I really do think that imagining that my private life might be broadcast is a good measuring stick to think about how I conduct myself. I want to keep getting stronger. I want to keep getting better and healthier. And that's a huge challenge. Like, Tom, if everyone knew what you're up to, would you be, have a difficult time defending what goes on when no one's looking? That's a tough challenge. And I want to accept that challenge. And I want to stretch and I want to grow because we embrace the stretch. There was a couple and someone gifted them a weekend at a nice Airbnb on the beach. So this couple, they go away for the weekend and they get in the vehicle loaded up and they drive to the coast and they end up getting there late after a few hours. So after the long drive, they get to the place in the middle of the night and they go inside and it's all good. It's all cozy. It looks great. If you've been to an Airbnb, you know, you kind of nose around a little bit. You try to make sense of where you are and get your bearings, but they've looked around. So it was a great place to be. But in the living room, there was a massive switch, like this big, massive switch on the wall that said, please turn on. So they flipped on the giant switch, but nothing happened. So they decide they want to figure out what it is that this switch does. So they turn it off and on again, off and on again. And the husband's there, off, on, off, on. Meanwhile, the wife goes all around the house looking in all the different rooms to see what on earth is happening when you switch this on, switch on and on. So they're going upstairs, downstairs, and finally the wife goes outside and the husband turns the light on and on comes this massive light and they realize that they're staying in a lighthouse. And they look at a beach and there's two crashed ships. And there's another two ships that have gone to safety. 
They had the responsibility of the lighthouse the whole time, but they had no idea they were carrying this responsibility. Consequently, sometimes it went well, sometimes it didn't, because they were just running around on, off, on, off, on, off. They had the responsibility the whole time. Leadership is a realization, not a position. Therefore, learn like you're a teacher. Act like people are copying you. Speak like people remember what you say and live your private life like it might be broadcast. Lord, we want to be kingdom-minded leaders. We want to be leaders that serve people honorably. We want to be leaders that pattern ourselves after you, not after the way of the world, but after your values and your kingdom values. So Lord, help us be a role model. Help us make a positive difference. Help us to be a good, strong influence on those around us. Lord, we love you and we trust you. And we believe that you're using people in this church to, to rise up and realize that they have influence, that they have leadership, position or otherwise. And we believe that you're going to do great things through people in Jesus' name. Amen.